Yo, what up? This is DJ Copesthetic. You're now tuned in to Cap Talk, a podcast streaming on all major platforms. Let's get right into it. We're going to start off with RIP Takeoff. Not going to get real too in-depth with it. All I'm going to say is this. If you guys are looking to point the finger at somebody, looking for somebody to blame, can't blame my man, can't blame the OGJ Prince. You guys all know from the stories you done heard, from what you didn't see, not saying you guys know him because I don't know him, but I'm going to say this. He damn sure ain't sent no hit. He damn sure ain't set, set that man up. That wasn't something that was a conspiracy. That was just flat out dumbness. And I'm going to say this on behalf because everybody knows if you're of the black culture, you really know. They had no business shooting fucking dice at a bowling alley, period, in a whole nother city that they're not from with, with the people they're not from with. If you can relate to what I'm saying, and I'm saying that because how many people that's listening with me right now, that's tuned in with me right now on Cap Talk, how many people really lost somebody to a dice game? Think about it. We talking about Two motherfucking little square dice that go into the wall with numbers on it. People gamble. See what happens in them games, and I'm going to make it real brief. You might ask somebody that got $1,000, and you might ask somebody that got 10 And let's say the nigga with the $1,000, let's say that he takes the 10 from the nigga with the 10 in that dice game. When not that nigga with the 10, he ain't got nothing to go home to. So at the end of the night, Nigga, I need that back. Or right now. Sometimes it's right now. You come up. You take the whole team. He ain't got nothing else to play with. You get ready to leave. Or you leave. As soon as you hit the parking lot, it's a whole problem. What happened inside ain't going to protect you outside. See, that's the difference from illegal gambling to legal gambling. So you go to a casino. You take them up top. You can go home go to sleep. You at a house, you at a athlete, you at a building, anywhere. You could be at a fucking school, it don't matter. If you're shooting dice somewhere where there's no regulations, no rules, no security, what do you think is going to happen if you take somebody's fucking money? If you take this man's last $200, what you think that man going to do? He going to take your ass. You got all the money in your pocket. And that's what it is. It's really like a way to pocket watch. That's how I look at it. That's why I never got into shooting dice. Me, DJ, DJ Copesthetic. You'll never catch me shooting dice. Right now, we're talking about cap talk. And I have to say, Migos, sorry about your loss, but that's cap. You guys had no business being where you guys was, doing what you guys was as far as that situation. Now, celebrating a birthday with Jay Prince Jr., that's something different. But going there and doing nigga shit, shooting dice, you got it. I mean, think about it. So this goes into my man, Charleston White. This is why you guys are going to get the rebuttals. You're going to get the reactions from certain motherfuckers that's asking why. It's even a motherfucker like me with no money. We're asking why do you guys feel the need that you have to be in positions that you don't have to be in? Why do you guys feel the need to put yourself in positions you don't have to be in? That's the question I want to ask. You niggas got millions and millions of dollars. Why the fuck do y'all got to be in a random place shooting dice in a random city? A city you ain't even from. Clearly. 
somebody got that question, somebody hit that follow button too. Make sure you hit that notification. We're on Spotify right now. Everything, all major platforms. We're coming at you live. Cap Talk, the podcast, DJ Cup Aesthetic. We was talking about the Migos takeoff situation. My man takeoff lost his life to a dice game, unfortunately. But it was amongst motherfuckers with money, supposedly. That's what we're looking at, right? That's what I'm saying. So when you guys get the negative flack from certain people like Mr. Charleston White, like I said before, you got to expect that. You got to expect that from random people, regular people, the people that ain't going to just look at the music. They're looking outside the music. They're looking at what you guys are doing behind the scenes. And that goes for my DJs. That's why Cap Talk was fucking created. Because the DJs, we're not getting love. You understand what I'm saying? The entertainers, we're not getting love. We're pretty much put in a bubble to where, nigga, you got to degrade your culture. You got to degrade your people to be somebody. That's pretty much what this shit is. You got, we got to, I got to kill this nigga because we arguing about a dice game. And then they said it was a motherfucker that was amongst that unit, that group. So I don't know, but I'm going to say this. Leave the dice game alone unless it's at the casino. Unless you guys can control that and you guys are really all on the understanding and you niggas ain't jealous hearted because that's really just some jealous hearted shit. Leave the dice game alone. RIP to my man Takeoff. You know, I'm not trying to offend nobody or disrespect nobody, but that's just my opinion. Y'all niggas know better than that. You know, unfortunately, my man lost his life. So, next time, hopefully you guys understand. Check everybody as well. And now we're going to get on to my man Kanye. Mr. Kanye West. He is a billionaire who recently did an interview on Drink Champs, another podcast. I'm going to just say he did an interview on the podcast. And this man shared some information that he learned from becoming a billionaire and what happens as a black man becoming a billionaire and how we're used and how he was a slave. He felt like he was a slave to these brands that was behind him and that was paying him millions and millions of dollars to represent them. So he felt like he had to do an outlash, an outburst, and he had to speak the truth all in one in order to get released. And look what happened. They did exactly what the fuck he wanted them to do. You guys made him free. So Kanye, we're going to say this too, because if you're doing this to get the black community or get whatever community, which we know, we kind of know you're not. So that's why a lot of people are not on your side from the black community, because they feel like you already dissed them. You already pretty much parted ways. If you're not going to be 100 with us, because we really are the ones that uplifted you through your struggle from through the wire, from the whole grind with Def Jam. You know, when you didn't have nothing, we were there. See, we are the little guys. So also you got to, you know, because we're all going through that now with the social media phase, show us the culture, how to represent ourselves right. Because when you lash out, we do that too. Think about how many niggas lashed out that's in prison because of the way they lashed out. See, you're able to lash out the way you're able to lash out because you got billions of dollars, you have money. That's how certain people are going to look at it. So show us the proper way if you're going to represent our culture. Um, was he wrong? No. 
because you got to look at it. Now, if he's representing the black people and he said white lives matter with that shirt, then what he was saying was a statement because the black lives matter. If you guys don't understand that movement, that movement was pretty much put together. It was fake. I'm not going to really get into that because that's like 50, 50. You got some people that really all oh, that's real. And you got some people that all oh, that's fake. That's bullshit. Um, I'm going to say Miss Candace Owens. She recently did a whole documentary about the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, from the little bit of information that I've seen, um, she's going to expose a lot of deep shit about that. Like, as far as where the money went, went, they made like $82 million off of that movement. That's from t-shirt sales, hot dog sales, whatever the fuck they were selling at these movements, at these protests, at these rallies. The motherfuckers capitalized. And they took the money, and guess what they did with the money? Guess what the Black Lives Matter from what she's saying and from the research she did? Guess what the money went to? It went to prostitution, call girls. It went to all that bullshit you normally see with the politics, with the politicians, with the governors, with all that old extra presidents, all that behind the scenes, all that government shit. That's what the fuck. It went to some bullshit like that. It didn't go to no black lives. It didn't go to no little kids, no black communities or none of that. So at the end of the day, the only way that the black culture will ever be heard is you got to stop fighting over street numbers and streets that you niggas don't own and houses. Y'all niggas don't even own none of the shit y'all fucking fighting over, but y'all niggas been fighting over this shit for years. California, them motherfuckers fighting over territory that they don't own. Ask one of them motherfuckers that's out there gangbanging. Matter of fact, the niggas in Cali, I want y'all to ask yourselves this. And I'm being so for real. Ask yourself, do you own any of the shit you fighting over? All the motherfuckers y'all done killed over a color. Blue, red, black, green, yellow. All the gangs. Y'all niggas don't own no property, no land. I ain't heard of a gang yet that brought land. All y'all did was sold dreams and fucked up lives. Gangs. Bloods, Crips, Folks, Latin Kings, whatever the fuck else. Now we got all this new shit. But think about it. That's the culture of the black people. Gangs. The Mexicans. Gangs. You still got the white gangs, you got the Chinese gangs, but that's what really, if you ask me, I'm black. That's what the black culture lives off of. That's what we worship. We idolize false prophets, people that lie to us, sell us dreams. Then we get mad at the ones that are speaking up about the truth and about what's taking us away from what the fuck we need to do to be great and be better with our lives. So, do I all the way agree with Mr. Charleston White's approach? No. Because at the end of the day, I'm saying it on a professional way, but guess what? Nigga way? Yes. Is he wrong? No. How the fuck is this man wrong for telling y'all niggas to stop killing each other? How is he wrong for showing you that an old nigga that say he ain't representing the gang is still representing the gang because all he doing is fucking pushing the button. He antagonizing this motherfucker just to show you niggas that he's still representing that gang. And guess what? They fall for it every time. Just like half you niggas that hate that nigga, y'all fall for it. I love it. 
That nigga making money off of telling the truth. Y'all mad at the truth. That's really what it is. And I hate to say it like that, but some of the shit he say, it be off the wall, but that's the way social media is. You either got to be dumb, you got to do pranks, you got to do something stupid to become famous, it seems like. Or you got to do some off the wall shit. You got to do some shit niggas are scared to do, motherfuckers are scared to do, but you did it, they didn't do it, they going to watch you. That's all it is. A motherfucker wanting to watch you do something they won't do. So, with that being said, watch out for the cappers. The cappers is the motherfuckers that talk about what they going to do and what they would do. You understand what I'm saying? That's the cappers. So, if you got any motherfucker around you that's capping, that's always talking about what they would do, how they would do it, and they ain't did it, and they've been talking this shit for over six months. Them ain't the niggas you need to be around. That's all I'm going to say. They capping. That's why I started this podcast, Cap Talk. Not only is it for the fucking DJs, but it's for the people. Because we got to all stop capping. That go for yellow, white, brown, blue, Chinese, Mexican, it don't matter, Korean. I don't give a fuck what ethnicity you're from. You got to stop capping. And to my DJs, you got to stop underbidding your fellow DJs. You got to also put know how to put a value to yourself. We are not worth the money that we're getting paid. That's been my fight. That's been my struggle. That's why I wanted to start this podcast. Because where I'm from, motherfuckers is wanting to pay the DJs nickels and dimes. But if they understood the shit we go through, the money we spend, just to make their night go good, that go for promoters and bar owners and club owners and venue, any venue, it don't matter. If you got a DJ, respect your DJ. Our computers cost $300 and up. The microphone is $50 and up. Them speakers you hear in that sound come out, is $300 and up. You understand what I'm saying? I'm just talking bare minimum. A nigga starting from the ground up. That's what Cap Talk is about. Respecting the DJ. Think about the music you hear. Nowadays, guess what? We got to pay for each song that comes out that speaker. So my question is, how come there isn't a situation for all the DJs, all the small DJs that's promoting these artists for free? Think about it. Gucci Man. Who blew him up? It wasn't just Funk Master Flex. It wasn't 106.7. It wasn't 97.9. It wasn't all these radio stations. It wasn't just them. It was the small time DJs. The mixtape DJs. The DJs like me doing small podcasts. The little voices. We are the ones that really, really had an effect on a lot of these mainstream artists, movies, anything culture, from EDM, trance, rock and roll, rap, hip hop, jazz. It doesn't matter the genre. It comes from a DJ or a producer. So why is it the DJs aren't getting treated fair? That's why I started Cap Talk. Somebody tell me.
every time you hear a new song, we got to pay for it. Whether it's 99 cents, $2, we got to pay for it. We also got to pay for the equipment to play the song. Sometimes the equipment could cost on a good day if you find it used. But we're talking brand new right now. Let's say you wanted to start it fresh, brand new. Your equipment, you're looking at about $500 to $1,000 for something good if you want to be mainstream. Then, if your controller is not compatible with the mainstream software like Serato, Virtual DJ, or Tractor, you got to pay for that subscription every month or once a year. That's another $9 a month, $10 a month, or two, $300 for the year. So you guys do the math. We're at about $1,000 for a controller. Let's just say top of the line. Really, 2000 is like the big, big, big boy, but we're going to say 1000 We're going to say about for good speakers, if we're doing mobile DJ and private parties, you're looking at about 300 for some decent speakers. We're going to say decent. And that's with the new era. Back in the day, you had to buy amps, crossovers, subs. All You had to do all types of shit. So basically what I'm saying is respect the DJs. Understand that we are paying money out of our pocket every day to make sure your parties are going. Whether it's a club, a wedding, a bar mitzvah, a birthday party, it doesn't fucking matter. That's why no DJ in America or in the world should be getting paid no less than $300 for four hours minimum. That's what I'm really advocating for, for the DJs. More pay, more money. Because at the end of the day, I want you guys to think about this. And I'm going to give you guys a story before I get out of here. <clears throat> so for any of you guys that ever DJ late night, like after hours, Anything past 2.30 when the clubs close or whatever time clubs close, wherever you at. Just imagine going somewhere else in DJ. You're in the groove, night going good, people there. Somebody lose their phone, cross the room. You don't even know what the fuck's going on. You're DJing, you're in your groove, beat going, motherfucker song. You see people dancing, they, yeah. And then a motherfucker come out of nowhere, cross the motherfucking room. You DJing, you about to go into the next mix and boom, this motherfucker grabs your whole computer by the screen and throws it across the room and hits the ground. Your whole laptop. And then they say to you, somebody took my motherfucking phone. What would you do? Is $150 worth it then? That's my point. Your computer costs you $600 to $1,000, let's say that in that range. A random motherfucker comes over to you at an after hour where you're only getting paid 100 to $150 to DJ for about another three hours out your night where the sun comes up or whatever. And they throw your computer out of nowhere because their phone is missing and you don't know what the fuck's going on. So now your $600 to $1,000 computer is launched across the room, shattered, fucked up. How would you feel? Is it worth it? Is $150 worth it? Is three three hundred dollars really ain't worth it? But we're talking about like the bare minimum, like where it makes sense. At least three hundred meets motherfuckers at halfway where they could at least get something. They could do something. You see where I'm coming from? 
meet a motherfucker halfway. I'm not saying every night, but what I'm saying is when you guys advertise, if you guys own bars and clubs, think about it. Nobody told us to be DJs. Nobody told us to have that dream, have that goal. Nobody told us to go out and spend that money that we spent on this equipment, right? So we respect that. Just like you guys have to respect that nobody told you niggas to go be promoters. So if you know that your ass is broke, meaning if you ain't got the DJ's money, your security money, before the night starts, then your ass is capped. If you a club owner and your ass open seven days a week, sun up to sundown, and you hire me for Thursday and I tell you $300 and at the end of Thursday night, you ain't got my $300, your ass is capped. Here's why, bar owners, club owners. You're open seven days a week, motherfucker. I'm charging you $300 to DJ, to entertain, the guests, the people. I'm asking you for $300. That means you were open six other days that I wasn't in this motherfucker where you could have made my money. Am I right or wrong? That's my whole fucking hiccup with all this. Respect the DJs. Promoters too. Promoters, if you're going to be a promoter, hire your money together. It's not our fault that your people didn't come through for your event. Nigga, you're a promoter. And see, a lot of promoters, they want to, oh, well, uh, I need you to promote too. Yeah, I'm going to share the flyer because I'm the DJ and that's where I'm at. But nigga, I'm not doing your job. And that's the fucking problem. Promoter, stop trying to make everybody else do your job. You were hired because you're the promoter promoters promote your job is to get the niggas in the building not the djs the dj's job is to keep the people in the building security's job is to keep the people safe if i'm sounding crazy let me know cap talk the podcast this is what this shit is about dj copacetic your host stop capping on the djs a lot of you guys don't understand that we risk families, relationships. We're up all fucking night. Sometimes we're up all day just to play music, just to get motherfuckers to dance, just to get people to do whatever they're doing, spend money to come through the doors. How many times you guys been to a party where the DJ was terrible and you guys left or the party sucked? All that shit pays a factor. So if you want a nigga that's $100, $150, don't be mad at your results. You get a DJ that asks for $300. Sometimes, though, I ain't going to lie. You get some DJs that be our capping. So all you capping-ass DJs, I'm going to get on y'all motherfuckers, too. If y'all niggas ain't seasoned, if y'all ass ain't up the game, if y'all ass ain't up to par, stop fucking applying for jobs y'all ass can't handle. It's just that motherfucking simple. If you a $100 DJ, nigga, then be a $100 DJ. That's what the fuck it boils down to all in the bud. Stop trying to undercut the DJs that's doing the real motherfucking thing. Because we done put our motherfucking hard work, dedication, and sweat into this shit. If you a DJ and you done practice or you still practice, if you go home and make a mix, if you practice your... You got to know how to count music, beats. You got to know what software to use. You got to know what equipment to use. You got to know what music to play. You got to know how to play the music. It's not about going to go buy some equipment, hooking it up, download some music, and that's it. That's not a fucking DJ.
So if you niggas is out here trying to act like you guys are DJs, promoters, some of y'all niggas is stepping out of bounds. That's stepping out of bounds. You niggas is promoters. Be a promoter. Now, see, DJs, we're kind of like best of both worlds. We're kind of like you niggas and the DJ. Why are we like the promoters? Because guess what, promoters? Niggas is coming to listen to us. So we have a following. And if we don't, we're going to build a following off of your following. Eventually, niggas is going to get hit to the DJ. That's part of the game. But also, it all comes together if everybody respect. Because we also got to respect the promoter. Because the promoter, you niggas is supposed to know niggas. So we can't knock that. So that means if you got a DJ that's coming in just to be the DJ and he say, give me 300, give me 400, 500, and he know, nigga, you're going to make two, three, four, five, six, and it's going to be turnt because you that type of turnt, pay that nigga. Why is it that the motherfucking DJs downtown is getting more than the DJs on the east side or the south side when it's all the same situation? It's a club, it's a bar, ain't it? Y'all making money, right? So if this D, why the fuck do I gotta be downtown to make five hundred dollars when your bar making six, seven thousand dollars when I'm DJing tonight? Three thousand, whatever it is, as long as it's making thousands, it shouldn't be no discrepancy with the pay. So that's why I form Cap Talk. Keep it real with my DJs. Keep it real with the music world. We talking about everything from artists, entertainment, life experiences family experiences, relationships as being as far as being an entertainer. This your man DJ Copesthetic. I'm just keeping it real. No cap. I want to make a change in the DJ community because at the end of the day, the DJs don't get respected. Especially in the small towns and small town DJs. Nigga, we broke millions of you artists. Jeezies. Think about it. All the DJs and the Idaho's and the Montana's and all them small rural areas and all these small towns, Ohio, Columbus, Ohio, and Cleveland and Cincinnati and Kentucky, all the motherfuckers that get overlooked that ain't in Miami or LA, we are the reason why the Jeezy's and the Gucci's and the Yogati's and all these motherfuckers is blowing up because at the end of the day, we're the ones playing your music. We are the ones blasting your shit. Not saying that. They're still doing it in, they're supposed to do it in these mainstream areas like the Miamis, the LAs, and New York. That's what it's going to do. But we're saying like it's 50 states in the United States of America. You got fucking 100 goddamn cities in one state, in some states. So we're going to say it there. You got 100 towns. We're going to say that. You got 100 little towns in one state. Think about it. 100 towns. We're just going to say that. It might not be 100 towns exactly, but you got 100 towns in one state. And then you got, let's say you got one DJ in each town. That's 100 DJs playing the new Young Jeezy song in Little Ass Ohio, uh, Ohio or Idaho or wherever the fuck. That don't matter. We need to make all these little situations matter. We need to make all these states matter. Everything little needs to matter because the little is what makes the big. And this social media shit, I'm going to say that closing, and I'm going to say this closing. Social media, it's very simple. This is how I look at it. This is my philosophy. If you niggas done watched my motherfucking video or done scrolled or done seen or whatever content I done uploaded or whatever picture, like the shit if you fuck with me. Follow my ass. It's that simple.
not saying me in general, I'm just saying that's what people struggle with nowadays because social media is so big. Everybody's dying to get that follow or that subscriber. How hard is it for a motherfucker to hit subscriber, hit follow? It's free. So why do we got to tell you motherfuckers to follow? Why do we got to tell you to subscribe? That's the question that everybody wants to know. Because that's all the videos I'm seeing on how to grow. So my opinion, my question, and this is closing out for Cap Talk, the podcast. Just be yourself. All that watching all these thousands of YouTube videos and all these other videos. These motherfuckers ain't telling you nothing. It's going to get you nowhere but driving yourself crazy. Trying to be somewhere and be something. Just be yourself. Be original. And hopefully, motherfuckers will appreciate, I said appreciate, but appreciate the realness. I'm drinking on a little bit of 1800. Cap Talk, the podcast. We appreciate you guys tuning in with me. Uh, hit that notification button. Hit that follow button. You can catch us on all major platforms. Also catch us on YouTube at Cap Talk, Cap Talk, Cap Talk. That's C A P T A. LK. Cap Talk, motherfucking the podcast, DJ Copa Aesthetic, checking out.